Welcome to the Fantastic Podcast, where we believe that through books and banter, all is possible. I'm Steph, aka Ideally Inspired Reviews on Instagram, and I'm joined by... I'm Ava of Imaginative on Instagram. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about our May reads, and obviously forthcoming read read what is it readtastic readtastic oh. i love readtastic. that all right <laughs> reading challenge guys it's been it. a month it's been a month it's, okay it's uh, been a fucking decade at this point literally. i'm just like i just keep looking back farther and farther and farther and the 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 crunch just keeps getting like longer and more distant but stretching out in both directions so it's fine. i know it's fine. i know and, and I think that I even said, like, May, and I mean April, y'all. Like, listen, I'm just, <laughs> just forgive me for because I'm my brain, okay? Listen. They're like, wow, you are really in the future right now. I am. Um, May is upcoming. So we're going to be talking about April reads and May. Whew, Lord, help, help. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Get it together. It's All right. <laughs> Uh, so yes, just as a reminder for anyone who may have missed the memo, um, the April theme for Readtastic was fake dating and our May theme is give, um, oh dear, nope, our May theme, <laughs> Steph, I'm going to need you to cut wanderlust. that. Uh, Steph, our May theme is read a book that gives you wanderlust. So I would like to wander away real quick, maybe come back when I've collected myself, maybe not, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so as per usual, you know how this goes. We're going to start with what we selected for April and how did it go? Just as a, just as a little, uh, reminder in case you are not aware by now, both Steph and I have had some pretty, pretty crazy Aprils. Um, it's just, it's been a lot. To so say the I least. wouldn't, I wouldn't get your hopes up for what we selected for April and we're going to have a lot of recommendations for May but honestly when the May read along comes roundup comes along I would not get your hopes up for what we actually read but we will start oh fuck bump the wow well it's okay just go Steph what did you read bless okay oh. so, uh like I was reading not a lot. Um, I did <laughs> read audio. I did an audio reread of The Love Hypothesis just because I, in April, it's April, right? Jeez. Um, in April, <laughs> I, is. I finally joined the Star Wars fandom officially, like in its entirety. And so then I was like, let me go back and get the real Raylo vibes because I now like understand <laughs> Raylo. Um, so I went and I did an audio reread because honestly, most of my reads in April were audio, but that was my fake dating read. Um, Ava, what about you? Ava. Um, so I was supposed to read a couple of things and, um, I don't really think I did. I'm going to, I'm, I'm checking back on my Goodreads just to confirm that I dropped the ball but I'm pretty sure I did. So, but one thing that I do want to highlight that I did not see coming at all, it was randomly a book that like popped up in Audible and it was like for free. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll download that. And normally I get a little bit nervous because 
I don't want to say and insinuate that books that are free are automatically bad. And also, I have noticed that sometimes when I pick up a book for free, I don't like it. So I was a little bit nervous, but I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised by this one. It's called The Beauty and the Baller by Ilsa Madden Mills. Um, mm-hmm. And it I don't think it's like an award winner, but I actually really enjoyed it. It was a long, it was a pretty long audiobook for like what it was because it wasn't, I don't know. For me personally, I prefer my audiobooks that are like romance to be in the range of like eight hours to 10 hours, maybe. Um, and obviously, that's just their standard speed. I listen to it at two times sp- speed. So it's typically, you know, that four to five hour niche is good for me. The only exception is Mariana Zapata, but we're not going there. Um, <laughs> but this was a long one. It was almost like, ooh, 12, 12 hours, I think. Um, but I, I had a lot of driving to do, so I listened to it in the car, and um, I ended up like really liking it, actually. So it's about, and I'm just going to tell you what it's about because I haven't mentioned this one on the podcast before, um, kind of came out of nowhere, but it's, it's, it's nice because it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling slash inspo, but it's also sports romance. Mm-hmm. Um and it's second chance romance, which I freaking love. So the, the basic premise is that um, this like up and coming um, NFL star quarterback like tragically loses his fiance in this car accident that leaves him like with uh, his face is scarred and everything. And so he, because the physical therapy to like get back on track took so long, he basically got like sidelined by the NFL and he has to like completely pivot with his career choice and he's suffering from massive trauma and he has a one night stand with this woman who he's like immediately enamored by, but it doesn't go very well. Like he finishes pretty quickly and he calls her by his dead fiance's name and so it's just, it's kind of yikes. Um, but they meet again two years later because they're both in the same like Texas small town. She moved back to like raise her uh, sister and he's there coaching football and they start to fake date because like the booster club is really invested in keeping him in this like Texan small town. Um, so they figure that if he like finds a woman to fall, like fall in love with and marry, then he'll stay and like take their football team to like state or whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he starts fake dating, um, the woman that he had this one night stand with in order to, get everyone off of his back. Um, and it's actually just like really cute and like surprisingly, like, I don't want to say deep because it really, like, this is like by no means a tearjerker. You really do not have to pay like that much attention, but it definitely had like substance to it. And it wasn't totally just cutesy. There was definitely some like, oh, like, okay, we're going to go there um, to it. But it was also really funny and very like small town vibes, but it's clear that the author like grew up in a small town. And she definitely took some dramatic liberties with how nosy people are. But for the most part, it was just, it was so good. So yeah, highly, highly recommend that one. That if one you also want. has Star Wars vibes. I mean, not not like the love hypothesis, Oh, it does. Wait, have you read it? Ma'am. Yes. I oh, did, but I was letting I you talk this. about it because it was oh, your well, choice. Really... 
I didn't want to really like sweet. commandeer the like. <laughs> oh yeah, I read it. Actually, let me talk about it. No, Ava, I don't need you on the podcast anymore. I'm just gonna do <laughs> two POVs. Fuck, I just fuck had Ava no right idea now. that you had read it. I didn't like. No, you didn't even, there I was read no, it. There wasn't even like recognition. Well, no, okay. because I, again, I didn't want to. I I was. I didn't want to influence. Not that I, I influence anything that you say, but like I wanted to hear what you were going to say about it because I didn't <laughs> recommend. That was not a book I recommended to you. You found it on your own. I'm very proud of I you. I did. Thank um, you. This is not yeah. a step wreck. No, I'm so yeah. <laughs> so the fact that it was a Kindle Unlimited and Audible like list, like I'm, I'm very proud. It's a it's a proud oh, mom moment. Um, thank you. So that's why oh, it I didn't was also say sexy for those of it, you in it the was. audience who are whores. It was sexy. <laughs> oh my God, who are whores? Just let me be clear. It's me too. I am also self-identified <laughs> I am as pointing. So, in there's the no mirror judgment <laughs> as I say it. You whore. Yes, exactly. All you whores, as in me. Yep. Um, yeah, no, that I I concur. And that one was like a three star read for me. I just felt like it was yeah. a little long. That that was my only That's, that was that my, was main my only critique. So I actually gave it three stars because I highly yeah. recommend it, but I do think it could have been a little bit shorter. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it, I think but with it was, audio, it it's more tolerable. Like mm-hmm, I think if mm-hmm. I were reading it, I would have just been like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll come back to it. But yeah, audio, I I definitely feel like my um my threshold like for for tolerance like handling some of the Mm -hmm. things that I don't typically like reading is a little bit higher when I'm listening because it's mindless right like you're just doing other stuff while it's playing and you can kind of air quote skim it by like just not really paying attention yeah you could just zone in and then zone back out when the sex starts happening or wait I guess it would be the reverse of that I typically tune in when the sex starts happening (laughs) and then there's exposition (laughs) and I'm like I don't care but there's not a lot of sex I mean it's sexy but there's there's not not a lot of sex sex, so um that is another thing if you like if you like pining though (laughs) which you know I do I know but it's entertaining enough that I didn't mind it so um so at least and it's definitely it's like a little like kooky and like funny Mm -hmm. like I just felt I, I found myself going like just sort of chuckling over like what but not in like an annoying way it was just like it was good because it was the right amount so it kept me mm-hmm. kept me interested because I think if it had been like a drier book coupled with how long it was I think I would have like DNF'd that shit so hard but <laughs> it was good it was good okay good good so yeah good. um yeah okay so what I, I guess we'll talk about what else we read in April yeah right? okay mm-hmm so, um, as Ava and I have already mentioned, we both did not get a lot of reading done um, or purposeful reading beyond, of course, like whatever <laughs> we were doing for the read alongs and stuff like that. But um, I read um, I actually read a lot of arcs this month, which is mm. so unlike me, um, <laughs> just because. I don't know, like work has just been so busy. But um, I did read the the sequel to Hunt the Stars, which is called Eclipse the Moon. And um, I really loved it. Uh, that one, Ava is going to eat that shit up um, because I'm sorry, you it said is, Eclipse the Moon? Yeah, you're going to eat it up because it is <laughs> it is pining 
to the extreme, the yearning, my God. Um, Like if that had been the first book of the series, I, I will admit that I would have been a lot slower at reading it, but because it was like, and it's a standalone, um, but so like I'm invested in the characters. So like I will Mm -hmm. endure it, even though this is not something I typically enjoy reading. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was really good. It was like, like there are, there are a lot of things. There are new characters that get introduced um, more twisty treasonous things happening like it's really good um that one is a sci-fi um another book that I read and it was kind of it was not kind of it was a reread was um A Taste of Golden Iron by Alex Alexandra Roland and that one originally the book was coming out in June but the publication date got moved to the end of August I believe um Mm. but it is a queer um historical fantasy um that's heavily influenced by the ottoman empire and um so number one obsessed number two um like it is so it's it's very it's giving me like tower of dawn vibes minus of course like the fey and like healers and stuff but um, like the magical element that is incorporated into this story, woven into this story, is that um, there are some individuals who have like a like a touch tasting ability, which sounds really mm. weird. But like um, the prince who like it's and it's also a bodyguard romance. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> forced proximity, uh, very Ooh, much, very much like Aelin Rowan vibes. Um, because like, it's like, he's, he's, um, the, the characters and I, I hope I'm not butchering their names, but the main character, he's the prince. His name is Kadu, and, um, the bodyguard's name is Evmer or Avmer. Mm. um, but doesn't matter. He is begr- like he is. He does not want to be his bodyguard. Um, he's pretty much tasked being his bodyguard um, after something happens at the very beginning of the book. And um, they had had a like earlier, uh, like previously they had met, and he was like starstruck, like awestruck by this prince because he was like so nice to him and stuff. And, mm-hmm. but something happens, which like completely changes Ephemer's like, uh, like opinion of him, of the prince. And then he's like, fuck, I gotta like guard him now. And like, it just, Ooh. he thinks of him as like extraordinarily petulant and like all this stuff. And so it's, it's really, oh, it's so good. And it has a lot of pining and yearning and I don't mind it there because it, it, oh. it yeah, I don't mind Less. it there. Um, I feel like it's sometimes better in like high and epic fantasy. Oh yeah, if that makes sense. Like well, it almost just like I fits can in handle a it there. More. Yeah, no, I can handle that because typically, like the circumstances as to why they're not together are mm-hmm. it, it's it, there are a lot of other circumstances, like a lot of things that right cause them not to be able to be together. Um, contemporary mm-hmm. yearning, I do not like because I'm just literally like send a fucking text message if you have to. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Like we like yeah, we have come fair. so far to like not talk about our feelings, please. What? Um, 
But yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good. It's it's long, but um, it's also like um a loose retelling of the Goblin King. There are no fucking mm-hmm. monsters. Um, but yeah, no, it's really good. Wait, um, when you say fucking monsters, do you mean like monsters that fuck or like ew, fucking no? Monsters. There are no monsters present. Period. Like okay. no monsters in any capacity, other than like I thought you were like human no, beings who are like were- terrible. <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to be like, oh, there were monsters, but none of them whipped their dicks out. So therefore, um, I was disappointed. <laughs> I would have led with that, honestly. I would have led with that, um, if we're being completely honest. Um, but no, it's it's so good. Um, like, there's also, like, a scene where, like, oh, like the the bodyguard, Evmer, is, like... Um, Kadu is like in the bathtub and like this is not a sexy scene mm. but like he's like washing his hair because <laughs> Kadu has like really long luxurious hair and mm. so it's like then like Evmer is just like washing his hair to like soothe him because Kadu oh. has an anxiety disorder which is really interesting how the author mm. um you know portrays it and yeah. i think that she does yeah. a really good job so or they do a good job i don't know what their pronouns are but yeah so anyways that's that so that is like obviously i guess my favorite read of the month um and then last but not okay. least the the other book that i read that i was really excited about was gossamer in the darkness i think is the title by Chris and Ashley, it's a spinoff novella of the Fantasyland series, and um, I read that on audio. It's really good. Also, Pining, Ava. Okay. I'm so, so I read excited. a lot actually... of, like, slow burn this month, <laughs> which, what the fuck? Um, after, yeah, I guess, after the monster, the dragon book, I guess. We... <laughs> swear we're at. Hashtag anyway. triggered. <laughs> so what did you read this uh, okay. month, Ava? Um, so I read, I'm still, I was still finishing up my um, super not sexy uh, Napoleonic Wars, but with dragons series. <laughs> so that was the Temeraire series. Again, there were nine books and like, thank God they were really, really, really short books um, but because the prose is like very Jane Austen, like I think that Naomi Novik must have done a shit ton of research or something because like the sentence structure, like it feels like you're reading someone who wrote in that time period, like in the 1800s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and which is totally like fine. I, you know, I can absolutely keep up, but because it's been a minute since I've sat down with a classic, I feel like, like it was just a muscle in my brain that I haven't stretched quite as well recently Mm -hmm. and so it just kind of like took a little bit longer to get through it um and so it was really really enjoyable I love that series two pieces it's super interesting um animal rights activists I feel like you'll really enjoy it um and yeah I just there's there's something to be said for um relationships that in which like sex is a non-issue um because I feel like a lot of attention gets placed on like romantic um, pairings and like, 
I, I just, I love to see relationships that are, you know, friendship wise or like siblings or parents. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was, it was a, um, like a dragon and his rider basically. And so it, it feels very much like a partnership, but obviously without the sex, this was not that kind of dragon <laughs> book. Damn um, it. Oh, yeah. I again. know. She, Steph is like not interested <laughs> in it now. Um, but like, I just, I loved it. Like it was so wholesome and interesting. And I thought that it was such a like clever way to kind of confront humanity because the dragons are very, very intelligent, but they're absolutely not human. Um, and so, you know, they just like point out things about human society and be like, well, why do you do that? And then the humans would have like no good answer. They're just like, I, I don't know, because we do. Um, and I just, I, I really enjoy that kind of dynamic. I feel like it gets me thinking. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I really recommend the series if you want something that you're going to have to commit to and it's going to take a while, but you'll really enjoy it. So yeah, please read it (laughs) and talk to me about it. Um, and then again, in true fashion, I've really, it's not been a sexy month for Ava. I've been reading, um, another hard sci-fi series called The Expanse. Um, uh, emphasis on am, hard or uh, no, like oh. emphasis on hard sci-fi in the sense that it's like, it, it it's like intense, aliens like involved. Like, yeah. Like they, I mean, it would probably be helpful to have like a working knowledge of physics. You don't need one. Cause I don't know shit dick or squat about physics and I'm still getting through it and really enjoying it. But like it would, it would probably help. Um, so it's one of those like series. They talk a lot about like space and like the properties of space and everything. There's a lot of science that's happening. So again, a book that I definitely have to like pay attention to. Um, there is, there's, there's very little romance. Um, and it's written by two male authors. So honestly, when there is romance, I'm like, Ooh, just like put it away. Like this is not your wheelhouse. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. Sometimes Uh. it's for the best. (laughs) It's, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's fine. There's like one character in um, book four and it's all multi-POV, which is really nice. So if you're like sick of one character, it's okay. Like chances are you won't have to see them again for like six chapters. But there's this one POV character that I really, really want to like. But they turned her into like a horny gremlin, which normally is totally fine. I'm like, yeah, like be a horny gremlin. But she's just like like making stupid choices because of it. And she's like so horny that she can't function, but she's like oh. a scientist. So it kind of feels like a porno in a way. Okay. So I'm just like, what is happening here? But there's not actually sex. She just keeps having these like dreams and I'm like, stop it. Stop. It. <laughs> there's like oh me God. chanting in the background. Like, Oh God, I did not ask for this and I do not want it. And please get back to like the aliens. Like you'll never hear me say that, but I was like, let's table the sex forever. And get Yikes. back to the physics. Like, oof. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, but anyway, that's, I mean, I'm I'm actually pretty impressed because to have one POV character that I don't really vibe with out of, so it's four books and you get only one continuous narrator the whole time. Oh, wow. Um, every other book, like every book has a different cast of POV characters except for the one guy. Um, mm-hmm. and it's been impressive because so far this character is the, she's the only dud. So I've had like 16 POV characters and I've enjoyed them all. Um, 
except for poor Elvie. It's not her fault. They really did her dirty. <laughs> I'm trying not to like hold it against her, but it's, it's difficult. Anyway, it's really good. It's very interesting. I have never seen aliens done this way. And it's nice because it doesn't, like it, it has alien vibes in the very old fashioned and familiar sense of like Sigourney Weaver and like alien and that, but also not. So it feels, it's it's nice because it definitely taps into nostalgia and brings something completely new, at least for me, to the table. So I'm actually, I'm just, I'm super enjoying them. I'm flying through them. They're so much fun. I actually really recommend if you want to get into sci-fi at all. And I say this as someone who normally does not enjoy sci-fi very much, like at all. I will usually go out of my way to avoid it. Um, but these came highly, highly recommended to me by actually not even people that I trust. I guess I was just willing to take a take a chance and it paid off, so that was good. And then the last one that I want to mention is, this was not a Steph wreck, but I know that you have- I mean, none of the ones you've mentioned other than series. Beauty and the Baller, but- <laughs> That's true. What, you you didn't read Temeraire on the side? I'm shocked. Mm, no, ma'am, I did not. <laughs> Because you know I love um, books without romance in them, especially. I know you do. Um, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's so funny because Naomi Novik, I actually think she writes like really solid romances outside yeah. of the Temporary I've read series. her other stuff. So, I've read her other stuff. Yeah. 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 Just not that. Nothing. Anyway. It's definitely <laughs> very different. Anyway. Um, but one that I did end up listening to and loving was The Player and the Pixie which is the second in the rugby series by L.H. Causeway and Penny Reed. Um, it was so much fun. Um, it was really nice because it was definitely like the the main, the male character. He's very, uh, as much as I would call like a villain in like a t- contemporary novel, like he's very much that. And it's not even that he's misunderstood. That's my favorite thing. It's not like, oh, he did something bad for the sake of other people it's like no he he did something bad because he wanted to but it's never it's never like egregious it's never something you can't forgive it's just like oh like that's kind of a douchebag and I love him so (laughs) that was a lot of fun um he definitely could have been like super annoying but the charisma really came out he has a lot of like accidental charm and there's something that like I feel like I never see in in douchebags and you typically don't but he's actually quite humble and like willing to learn he's just also committed to doing what he wants and behaving the way he wants and anyway he starts dating the younger sister of the main hero in the first book and those two like the two men absolutely hate each other like loathe each other want to rip each other apart they're very much enemies and so he starts dating like his enemy's younger sister um it's so fun it was so so fun because it wasn't like fake dating it was like the opposite of that where it's like forbidden romance in the sense that she doesn't really want to be dating him because she's afraid of how that will hurt her brother but at the same time she like can't stay away and oof, i just eat that shit up it was so much fun um I was really curious about like how I would enjoy it after coming off of the first book because sometimes when they like switch to the sibling I'm like no I want the other character back I hate this but I actually found 
um, the heroine Lucy to be very like just a breath breath of fresh air. She was super interesting and funny without being like one of those basic heroines who kind of just like falls into the same mold, the Mary Sue mold. Um, so I had, I had a lot of fun reading that. It was really enjoyable. So yeah. Did you do, you did audio or you read it? I can't remember. I'm sorry. I did audio, audio, audio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was another one that was like, Oh wait, no, it wasn't free on audible. I used a credit, but it's fine. Yeah. No, it's super cute. That series is cute. It was, I mean, it's like, it's not like the best that I've ever read or anything like that, but it's like, it's nice, nice little fluff. It's not too serious. It was, it was exactly what I needed in between fucking like no sex dragon books and hard sci-fi. It was exactly what I needed. So I know, I know it's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, obviously May is a much better reading month uh, for the both of us, really. Uh, it, Fingers I mean, crossed. It's, it's not looking too great, but um, yeah. I, I'm just I'm just hoping. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about May. Um, first things first, yeah. before we talk about Retastic, um, we have a read along happening in May. Uh, that is going to be carrying over into, right? June? No, it's just in May. It just kidding. Technically started in April. Well, or right now. So barely. Yeah, like end of <laughs> April, but it's just whenever anybody joins in. I mean, like it's just a suggested um, time, but obviously Ava and I read a little bit before or like finish before we have it scheduled. So obviously that we can talk about it on the podcast. But anyways, the it is we are doing a read along for (laughs) the Plated Prisoner series by Raven Kennedy. Um, It was one of our favorite reads from last year. The fourth book is coming out in May. Um, I've seen that some beta readers are reading it right now and I've seen a lot of people talking about like how great it is. So I'm, I'm so excited for glow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, um, a recap episode that's happening on our Patreon for, um, the first three books. And then, um, obviously we will be doing a recap episode for glow publicly, um, in May. So May, right? I think it's May. May. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And then we're hosting Raven um, in our Patreon. In and obviously for it'll be a podcast episode eventually publicly um, in June. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about it. And I'm sure that it's going to be all about the love interest. Um, we don't oh, want to spoil in case somebody hasn't read it. But um, but yes. Yeah, so join us, won't you? Um, you can also check it out on our Instagram page. We have a graphic with like info there as well. But anyways. Okay. So for Readtastic, our reading challenge, our May prompt is read a book that brings, gives you wanderlust. Yes. <sighs> Which is like going to be a breath of fresh air, honestly, because we haven't really been doing a lot of traveling internationally. And mm-hmm. so I'm all about tele- teleporting. No. <laughs> Yes. Transporting ourselves. Transporting ourselves. But teleporting, sure. Um, (laughs) Teleporting, indeed. Um, So um, I'll give give a a rec and then you can go. And then I guess like we'll all give a few and then you can. 
So it's not going to come as a shock to anyone that a lot of the books that I will be recommending are um, (laughs) take place in Scotland. Um, Shocker. (gasps) Um, Right. Exactly. Um, But um, one of my favorite all time favorite reads is On Dublin Street by Samantha Young. And um, the heroine is actually American and um, she's her mother was Scottish. And so um, she has dual citizenship. And so she goes over to Scotland and ends up settling there um, after her parents die. And um, she meets this broody old Scott. Oh. And and there's a lot of forced proximity because he's also like because I just I love him. Brayden Carmichael is like top tier book boyfriend like forever. Like I am obsessed with him. Like like there's this one infamous line of his that I'm sure I'm going to butcher, but it's something about like like when they hook up for the first time. Like because honestly, it, it it's a build up. Um, Mm-hmm. Because she's she like they have chemistry, but she's like, I don't you know, I'm not going to like shit where I eat, basically, because he was technically her <laughs> landlord and her best friend's brother. So um, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not going to mess this up. We're really good friends. Like, let's not do this. Um, but anyways, when they go to hook up for the first time, like she's like, oh, you want to do this now? Like, what about like, you know, lingerie or like, you know, cute little whatever. And he's like. <laughs> He's like, I don't like it, like lingerie is for seducing a man, and I'm already fucking seduced. And I was like, Oh God, oh, Brayden, Jesus God. Christ! Okay, uh, <laughs> I love him so much. Um, so any use. <laughs> oh, anyways, so I love him. Um, and my second um, recommendation, also a Scotland book, also by Samantha Young, shocker, um, is the Adair Family series. It's a um, series of standalones, and um, the first one is Here With Me, and that one is a an Enemies to Lovers, um, also American heroine uh, who travels to Scotland to visit her estranged father, who is the bodyguard of, um, or part of the security team for this actor who owns this, like, prestigious like I don't know like family home where like celebrities go and go vacation and stuff like that and like there's been Mm -hmm. a series of like attacks and somebody is stalking and so so it's a romantic suspense um that one's really great uh the second one is a single dad so y'all know I'm down with that um and the sister comes and like takes a nanny job and he's the brother of the actor from the first book. And so he's, she's the nanny. And again, hello, like that is the life mm-hmm. that I wish that I could have had um, <laughs> if I wasn't doing what I'm doing. Um, and last but not least in my first round of recommendations, um, Oh, let me see. Maybe let me let me maybe name one that is not in Scotland. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Uh, no, oh, I can't. Okay. I can't. No, I can't. Um, oh, Racing the Sun by Karina Halley is uh, it takes place in like on the Amalfi Coast in Italy, and um, 
the hero is an ex uh race car driver like um Mm. what is is it called but like he he has twins um and the heroine comes as a nanny like hello uh the au pair um (laughs) and it's a very loose retelling of um oh what is what's that what's what is it jane Eyre? i think it's jane Eyre. maybe jane Eyre. jane Jane, Jane Eyre like was like the governess right yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So it's yes. Yeah, so, okay. So it's a very loose retelling of a Jane Eyre, um, but in Italy. So and Ooh. that book, fun fact, is dedicated to me. So. Um, oh. Yeah, because I uh, traveled with Karina when she was researching this trip, or researching mm. this book. So I got to spend two weeks on the Amalfi Coast with Karina, and it was a blast. Like literally but also the most exhausting trip because we literally like went to like six different places. And um, for anybody who knows me, like I get extraordinarily like seasick and um, motion sick, like a lot of motion sickness. And a lot of the Amalfi coast is like windy, narrow, like Mm. roadways on like the cliff sides and a lot of like ferries back and forth. Like, basically from Positano to, like, Capri, and we stayed on Ischia. Like, we had ended up taking, like, all of these freaking boats. And the very last boat, well, and actually when we were on Capri, like, they had, like, um, like a boat tour that you can do of the entire island. And um, mm-hmm. I did not want to do it. And Karina's like, you have to do it. You have to do it. Because they go to the Blue Grotto and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, fine. Like, I'm going to go. But, like, they like it was so windy that day that they, like, if you had a boat that was smaller than a certain size, they wouldn't let you get on it because it was, like, oh, the water dear. was so bad. Yeah, exactly. And so you can imagine what a lovely day. So, like, and, of course, like, Karina's, like, trying to get me to do the Blue Grotto. And I was literally like, this is, like, no offense, this is some white people shit. Like, I'm not fucking getting in this little tiny little <laughs> gondola boat where they literally have to, like, yank on a chain to pull you into this, like, narrow-ass fucking, like, like, hole to get into the cave just to see some <laughs> blue fucking... No, bye. I, I will look at pictures on the internet. I am perfectly content doing that. And so, like... She almost convinced me to do it just because she was, like, making fun of me. She's like, you came all this way. You're really not going to do it. And I was like, fine. And then the boat that I was going to get on almost capsized. And I was like, fuck no. Oh, see, I knew it. I fucking knew it. So, anyways, um, all of that to say. <laughs> and the, the ferry ride back to Naples, where we flew home from, um, mm-hmm. it was so bad that when we got off of it, and I kept saying to Karina, like, dude, like, this is like what's go- like are we gonna die like i like i was like am i being dramatic am i the drama like literally and then we get all we get off the fucking boat and she's like stephanie i was texting scott her husband that like she literally thought we were gonna die and she wasn't she didn't oh say anything God. to me because i was already like <gasps> like worked up about it and i was like you were gonna let me fucking perish like what the fuck <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so. I love that she uh, didn't let you know. She was like, I'll just no, keep that on the deal did. and it'll be she fine. Didn't. She did it. And then, of course, like, the, the funniest part about the fact that I'm that, that book is dedicated to me is that she dedicated it not only to me, but also to my million suitcases that I always travel with because I do not travel <laughs> light at all. Um, and, of course, she tried to get me to travel light. And I was like, fuck you, no. We're going to, we're going to be somewhere for two weeks. Get out of my face. Like, no. And, of course, we had to, like, 
navigate cobble roads and stuff and like mm. <laughs> all of that. Um, yeah. Uh, I love Italy. I, I don't know if I could do a trip like that again, but you know, <laughs> whew, child, yeah, I could literally that's... do, and I'm sure I'll talk more about it cause we're going to do a whole wanderlust episode, but like, yeah, anyways, but that's, that's, that's what I've got. What about you, Ava? Well, um, nothing, nothing to that degree of, you know, storytelling. Um, but I do want to highlight Gods of Jade and Shadow by Silvia Moreno Garcia. I love this Mm -hmm. book so much. It's about a young woman who lives in Mexico city and she's basically trying to get out of her dusty old grandfather's like out of his control. Like he's super just like militant and controlling and like not not good vibes very bad vibes like sexism abound etc etc and um she finds this like box that has been in her family for generations and when she opens it out emerges this like death god who which already like panties are wet and on fire at the same time he is just so good so fucking good but like so i love it when like authors write gods as having completely different like moral systems and structures in a opposed to humans um because i think like why would they have the same set of morals and ethics um but he basically tells her that she like opened the box and so now she's cursed because he's a death god and if she does not um, take him to essentially be like, have his power restored, um, then she's going to die. So she has no choice but to go with this god on like a road trip across Mexico, basically. She's being chased by her um, cousin who is just such a dingbat and he's he's the worst, but he's also, <laughs> um, he's allied with the, like the death god's evil twin, Uh, who wants to like take so it's these like warring death gods and they're basically you know using these two people as like avatars sort of kind of um rides on them but it's super (laughs) yeah exactly um but it's it's just such a great like immersive experience I think into like you get to see so many different like cities and situations and it's very culturally like rich and just vibrant and full of life and like power and mystery and all of these things. It's so, so good. But you're also getting like hints of like the underworld. So she's writing about like our world and the underworld. And it's just, it's so, so, so good. Um, You definitely do not want to miss out. The romance is, mm, I love it so much. Um, It's not like, there isn't um, steam really, but you're definitely like, you'll feel the romance kick for sure. And, um, it's just, it's, it's so good. I love that book to pieces and it's, Mm. it's literally a road trip book. So wanderlust all the way. Um, and then another one that I love is daughter of smoke and bone by Lainey Taylor. Oh, that one's so Um, good. It's so, so good. This is a YA. We haven't talked about YA in so long. It's YA, but I kind of feel like it's, I feel like it's, it's mature, like upper YA. Like I, I, I feel like I, I feel like um, if you didn't tell me it was YA, I wouldn't. I would just assume that it was just yeah, fiction. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't it, it even always categorize it as YA. Vibes. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's I mean, obviously the like character age is a little low, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so. so good. I don't. 
um, I, I, hopefully everyone has at least like heard of this book, but if you don't like the TLDR, I suppose is that they're like, obviously, you know, multiple realms and multiple worlds. And in one of the worlds, um, an angel fell in love with someone that he was not supposed to fall in love with, essentially a demon. And it was all very tragic and she died. And she essentially gets like reborn into the life of a human um, in who lives in Prague and is like ferried into like our world by some like fleeing good demons. Um, and then at some point the angel like basically comes across worlds and finds her again. Uh, and they do not hit it off immediately because neither of them have any idea like what her actual identity is. So it's so, it's probably one of the most phenomenal books that I've ever read from like a craft perspective and a prose perspective. I will say that like Lainey Taylor, I always like whatever future like aspiring authors ask me like who my favorite authors are to like just pay attention to in terms of the craft. I always say Lainey Taylor because her prose is fucking phenomenal. It's so poetic and beautiful and like you just feel like you're in the world. And that's what I love about, she really brought Prague to life, which Prague is such an interesting city. So I feel like you really have to try hard to make it seem boring, but I, I still feel like Lainey Taylor just, just got it. She, she crushed it, knocked it out of the park and it's super romantic. Again, it is YA. So if you're, you know, looking for like explicit content, you're not going to find it, but it's definitely like Steph said, more on the upper YA side. So I promise you will like not go hungry when it comes to the romance. It's just so <laughs> good. It's so good. Um, and then another one that I, that I want to mention is I actually have so many that I want to mention. Um, yeah, do ugh, more. I, wanna, That's, like, I mean, I'll like, I'll, 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 I'll mention a few and then you can mention a few. Cause I mean, obviously this okay, is perfect. like a heavy wreck month because definitely it's, it's so good. <laughs> Definitely. Like we love wanderlusty books, but anyways, go ahead. We do. Um, so one of the places that I want to visit so badly, like it's probably at the top of my list right now, is um Egypt. And honestly, you could like drop me off. Moon Knight? I'd be happy. Um <laughs> Moon Knight? Everything comes back to Everything's gonna just Oscar be Moon Knight, Isaac. Oscar Isaac, please. Uh yep, it's true. Steven with a V, please. It's true. <laughs> uh. Um, yeah, basically. Um, actually almost kind of. So oh, the master wow. of gin is what the book oh, is called. Uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. it's so good. So it takes place in like an alternative Cairo where like magic is sort of part of society, but like only, you know, not everyone is really like in tune to it. Um, and so it, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. I love that book so much. Um, but basically there's like a string of murders that are occurring and this woman um, is like selected by, not really selected, but she's part of like the Cairo police by the, at that point. And she's mm-hmm. basically like charged with investigating the murders. Um, so it's very like Agatha Christie in that sense. But then she, the world is also punctuated by like jinn who have their own set of like laws and rules and ethics and morals. And so they're kind of trying to figure out like what the end game of the murderer is. And then also like how the, how the magic system like fits into it. I don't think I'm explaining this as perfectly 
as I could because it's been a hot minute since I read this book. So the, the details are kind of blurry, but basically it's like a murder mystery. It's very queer. Um, it's set in Cairo by not a white person. So that just already helps. Um, <laughs> we stand. And yeah, <laughs> we do stand. Um, so it's just, it's really interesting. The prose is so good. I, I don't think it's a standalone, but I think it like operates as a standalone, if that makes sense. So you're not really going to get to the end of the book and be like, oh, where's the next one? Which is super nice. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend it. Fans of The City of Brass should not, you should not miss out. Um, and then fans of um, just like a steampunk in general, yeah, this, this book is for you. It's so good. Cairo really comes to life. Like I just, I love it when authors, like you can reopen a book and like smell the smells, you know, and like <laughs> yeah. feel everything that's happening. And like there are mm-hmm. crowded markets and spices and like, personally, I'm a big fan of spices. Um, I did not discover them until my mom stopped cooking. Bless you, Catherine, but it's true. Um, so spices are, spices are good. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, anyway, it's just, it's so fucking good. I love that book to pieces. So Steph, you go while I, I gather myself. So, um, another author that is always a go-to recommendation author for me is, um, Debney Perry. And, um, she writes a lot of small town romance books that take place in Montana and she mm-hmm. also has, I mean, she has, like, I don't even know how many books at this point. Um, but she she also has a series um, that, of course, now off the top of my head, I can't fucking remember the name of the series. But it, where where there it's a road trip, um, like all all of the books involved a, a road trip. Um, they were like childhood friends, and like the first book, like basically, like they were like homeless teens basically and they were taken in by this guy who owned a junkyard and one of the teens like found this car and they ended up like fixing it up and um so the first book opens up with that character trying to drive the car cross country back to Mm -hmm. like like go back to their roots basically um and the car breaks down and she ends up like falling in love with someone in that town. Um, and then the next person comes like, cause it's four friends. So, like the next person comes to like, take the next leg, if you will, of the road trip. And then they stop somewhere and romance. Um, so it's, it's such a, it's Ooh. like, it's, it's such a cute little, I'll, I'll remember the name of it and I'll, I'll drop it. But uh, Debney Perry writes up, and she also writes under a pen name Willa Nash. Um, I I can't even like pick a favorite of hers, but <laughs> I I love like because that's another one where like the books aren't like there are some that are a little heavier, but they're not like heavy. Um, mm-hmm. So like they're nice little like palate cleanser, like in between like fluff books, comfort reads. Um, so I love, I love, love, love those books. Um, obviously, A it's Discovery of Witches. Runaway, is it? Oh, yeah, the Runaway series, yep. Um, the, the Discovery of Witches is also another one where it's like you are going all over the place. We start off, you know, 
I I look. I <laughs> I love I that like series I so give much. You a moment whenever well, no, I just, you talk I, about this series. Yeah, because I I know I love this series so much that like. It's like I I always feel transported when I'm reading those books. And it doesn't matter if it was the first time, the 70th time, the 100th time. Like, I'm always going to feel that way because the writing is mm-hmm. just so phenomenal. Um, and it is brainy in some parts, you know, but I just I love the world building. And I feel like I feel like if any, not any author could have taken on that, like, Definitely source not. material if you will right like and and have it translate into like an enjoyable series without it feeling like academic you know mm-hmm. um so yeah it's real i i love that so cambridge and um set tour in france and obviously they they end up going back in time to tudor england which was a huge like i mean anytime i can read anything with romance <laughs> In Tudor England, I'm obsessed. I friggin' love it. Um, so yes, um, and of course I can't not bring up an Omegaverse book. Um, oh, <laughs> but <laughs> stolen by the wolves. That one is, I mean, Vikings holler. Um, but. I will I will refrain from saying stolen by the wolves again because I feel like I, I recommend it like every month um in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> but the Lady of Rooksgrave Manor, don't get it twisted. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> the Lady of Rooksgrave Manor uh, by can't. Catherine Moon. Um haters gonna hate. I love Haters that, are that gonna book. hate. They are very much gonna hate. I will say I am very much upset and very much sad because the second book was supposed to come out in May and it's delayed. And so it's not coming out until June, I think, um, which I'm so bummed about because it has like literally been my like top one of my top highly anticipated reads. Um, but that one, um, you're in England. Then we have France and I think it ends in like, I think they go to Egypt, Ava. Egypt, Moon Knight. Um, no, they don't. At the end of Lady of Rooksgrave Manor? Well, I didn't read it. So actually, oh. I don't know why I'm commenting. because well, I, I know, exactly. It, so I was I like, don't... ma'am, what? <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, did you read it and we haven't discussed it? Because I was about to flip the table. Um, <laughs> no, yes, they're... <laughs> Shut up. Um, I was just saying Egypt because it's on your bucket list. So I'm like trying to give you another oh. reason to read this book. Um, Got it. Well, that's going to make me avoid everything. Son of a bitch. Okay. So, so anyways. <laughs> okay. So those those are my next three. Go ahead, Ava. More for you. <laughs> um, I'm going to say The Bone Season by Samantha Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are familiar with Priory of the Orange Tree. Also a phenomenal book. Um, but I think that I actually... I don't want to say that I prefer The Bone Season, but I enjoy it because it's it's more um it's just more different from things that I typically read like the priory of the orange tree is like the high fantasy that I wish I'd had growing up but also it's Mm -hmm. just it's it it reads very like Tolkien-esque very like sweeping expansive world and so obviously everything is new but it still kind of feels like 
just similar to everything right. in the way that that epic fantasy genre just tends to overlap with itself. Um, but the bone season is really interesting because it, it discusses a, I don't want to call them aliens because they look like humans. I think that the only thing that differentiates them from humans is that they're taller than the average human, by which I mean, they're like six, six, which, so oh. not like egregiously tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like different colored eyes. Um, but it's this species of <sighs> aliens, I guess. Like they just have, they're, they're from <laughs> elsewhere. Um, and like, aliens, I guess. Uh, I guess. I don't want to like, say aliens, think, but it's aliens. Because <laughs> I don't, because I don't want to say aliens. Because every time I say aliens, it like conjures up, like not that. But they feel... Like they're just they're just from elsewhere. They're not local, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. But they're people they're that are just they just happen here. to not be local. <laughs> they're not from around here. Um it's a little exotic, and I don't just mean, you know, exotic in the way that is what happens when like white people eat somewhere other than Chipotle. I mean like exotic because they are literally from like a different planet. So it's fine. Oh, um <laughs> anyway, they were attracted to like earth essentially because we have like clairvoyance and so that's the primary magic system is uh, clairvoyance basically so people who see you know auras or the future or whatever and like they practice divination through divination i'm pretty sure that's what it is divination divin they divine shit um divination multiple modalities divination there it is thank you um through you know like whether it's you know, shells or bones or, you know, the wind or whatever. Like they, so it's a very, very expansive, um, types of like clairvoyance. So it's super Mm -hmm. interesting. Anyway, the, the, the folks who are from elsewhere, um, harvest the people who have those powers. So clairvoyance is not a good thing. You typically do not want it. Um, and so most of the people who have it are relegated to like underground, societies so it's a lot of like mob vibes and like gangster vibes and like crime lords or in some cases crime queens um who are all you know basically trying to like live their best lives out of the reach of the the folks who are not from around here basically and this one the the main character her name is Paige and she gets snatched up by the non-locals and taken to not not a friendly place it has very like hunger games vibes but she has a special type of clairvoyance and so she is assigned like a specific like protector slash mentor slash guide but like very much in the sense of like he's there to get her to do what his people want her to do which i can't remember again fuzzy on the details it's been a minute um but they fall in love and they like fall fall in with the rebels and everything. And I love it because it's politically interesting, but it still has the romance, but there's still like so much happening that it never feels like the series gets lost in the romance. Mm, Cause mm-hmm. here's the, here's my, here's my deal with romance. Obviously I love it, but I go to romance novels that like say explicitly like I am a romance novel and that is what you will find here and if you give me something that is like a fantasy and there's like a touch of romance I really don't want the the plot and the main focus to be lost to the romance Mm, obviously mm -hmm. I love romance but like 
you know how that goes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, okay, but there's more, there's more to this world. And like, the, especially when authors like set up such massive stakes, but then we spend like 300 pages talking about will they or won't they? Like, that's just like one of my pet peeves. Um, yeah. like, give me what you marketed, please. Thank you. So that does not happen in this book. So I, I there's definitely like slow burn and pining, but it's, I just, I love it so much. Um, I highly recommend that series. And the reason why it gives you wanderlust, I should say, finally, is because we're hopping all over the UK and we're getting into like Ireland a little bit. And um, the fifth book took place predominantly in Paris, but you're also getting these like underground networks in like the Parisian catacombs. And so it's definitely like spooky wanderlust, but if your mm-hmm. type of wanderlust is like, I want to go on ghost tours, then you would love this book. It's so good. So, so yeah, that's, that's one of mine. Yeah. I love, I, I, yeah. I, I love reading books in general. Hello. Um, wow. What a statement. <laughs> you um, love reading books in general. I love reading general. books in general wow. as opposed to reading news articles. Um, okay. No, no, but obviously books, I feel like all books can transport you wherever, but yes. Yeah. Give me the lush detail. I mean, the, the taste yeah. of golden iron that I talked about, like that one is such a good one too, because um, again, like, Tower of Dawn was where like you like you they talk about the food that they're eating they're talking about the things that they're smelling mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like what they're see- like you can you feel it and you smell it and you right. want it um like I always get hungry reading Sarah's books because of how well she's always describing mm-hmm. food and stuff like that but um but in particular I've noticed that books that I've read that are based on Ottoman Empire stuff like really is I'm like wow like I, yeah. I love this. I love this vibe. Um, give me more of that. Yeah. Um, so, anywho's, <laughs> that being said, uh, we hope that we've given you guys plenty of recommendations for the May <laughs> prompt. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, we plan on having a whole wanderless episode in future, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, and of course, let us know what you guys are reading. And if you have any recommendations for Wanderlusty books, we would love to hear it mm-hmm. and add it to our TBRs. Or, or even like Wanderlusty recommendations. I always want to go places. Like, let That's me know. true. Like actual Wander. Like, tell us where yeah. to travel to. Um, hopefully, hopefully pandemic will like chill the fuck out. Um, <laughs> so we could like everybody can feel confident traveling everywhere. But Anyways, I digress. But with that note, obviously, you can follow us on Instagram. Keep up with all of our shenanigans there. And <laughs> don't don't forget to subscribe and rate and or review, depending on where you're listening, because I feel like I haven't reminded people to do that recently. So let me let me tell you all to do that shit. So do that <laughs> shit. Um, and I think that's all I have. <laughs> that's it all right that's my brain that's all my brain space thank you and ava says oh god not the third person dear lord (laughs) uh don't let the hard days win preferably that's it that's it (laughs) all right everybody sometimes we do and that's okay i know (laughs) thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode bye